When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Monday, January 30th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, you have to start off uh, the show today with some sad news. The Guardians uh, just recently here uh, announced the passing of John Adams at age 71. Of course, Adams was the longtime uh, drummer and uh, fan who attended thousands of Cleveland baseball games uh, over the last five decades first bringing his uh, 26-inch bass drum to uh, the bleachers at Old Municipal Stadium back in 1973. And then he just sort of stuck around and, and came to every game and, and sat out there and, and pounded away. Uh, anytime the, uh, you know, the Indians or the Guardians uh, got runners in scoring position, uh, he was always there to, to sort of provide that heartbeat, that bass line uh, for the fans to cheer and clap. Uh, just, uh, this is a guy who's going to be missed, uh, for sure. He was even active on Twitter, you know, when he couldn't come to the ballpark anymore, he would, he would be watching games and, and you could tell he was, he was still one of those diehards and, uh, uh, it, it's just going to be a, a, a big loss for the franchise to, to not have him around anymore. He was like part of the, the fabric of the ballpark. You know, you just, you, the last couple of years have been really weird not having, you know, hearing the drum beat out of the bleachers, you know, when a rally was close or, you know, he was trying to stir up the fans. Uh, you know, he, John ran into a series of health problems, you know, uh, around 2018, 2019, you know, the pandemic uh, um, kept him away from the ballpark. And um, then, the, you know, really the health, the health issues kept him away in 2021 and 2022. So, uh, you know, over the years, you know, and his his sort of connection to the club sort of mirrored your uh, your journey with this club so far as, as for as long as you've been covering the team. So you, you probably talked to him on several occasions at, at different different events and, you know, at, at the ballpark on, on a number of occasions. Right. Yeah, I did. And uh, a couple the the thing, the conversation that stands out to me, Joe, is when I first started, you know, covering Cleveland, the uh, the Indians in what, in 1984, I believe. Uh, well, I, was, I started covering in 83, but in 84, uh, Peter Bavese was the president of the ball club and he was going to shut down the bleachers. 
at at a municipal stadium. He wanted to, uh, you know, the ballpark was so big and that crowd of, you know, 10,000 would get lost in there and they were only drawing about 3,000 and he wanted to, uh, you know, bring the fans closer to the field. But, you know, that was uh, that was John Adams territory. That was his kingdom. And uh, he was not happy. I went out and talked to him and he got and I did the famous quote was, uh, you know, guys like Bavese come and go all the time. I'm here. You know, this is my team. I'm here. And, uh, you know, Bavese took that uh, uh, Adam's phrase, uh, this is my team, and made it the team slogan for that year. So <laughs> he kept the bleachers open, and, uh, you know, John kept banging away at the drum, and uh, life went on, you know, and, and he was right. Pavese did come and go, and, uh, you know, John stayed on for, what, almost 50 years. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a sad day that, that today is a sad day that he passed, but, he, he provided so many great memories. You know, I think any Indians slash Guardians fans, you know, that he, he's got to be in their top 10. Just just the backbeat, like you said, of of Indians games and Guardians games is, is John Adams drum. Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, for, for our purposes, for for the, the, the rest of the time, I mean, he he only really. Uh, ever ever beat his drum at Indians games uh, before they changed the the franchise's name. So I mean we're fine referring to it as uh, as, as Indians games uh, for purposes of our discussion here. But I mean there are things about John Adams that just stick in your in your mind. You know the he he would show up wearing uh, uh, you know wearing that uh, white button down uh, shirt with a, a a Chief Wahoo cap on. And and he would always sit at the the top row, the farthest uh, in in left center field. That was his seat. You always knew where to to find him at at Progressive Field. Uh, they even put a they even put a robotic camera up there, you know, to to sort of uh, you know have a shot of him as, as he was uh, beating on the drum. Uh, at, after a while, just so many things about uh, you know the way he went about being just being a fan of the team really stand out. Uh, you, you mentioned how, you know, whenever there was a rally going on, it was, he had rules, didn't he? About how, you know, he would only, uh, bang on the drum when there were runners in scoring position, or if it was at the start of the game or, or if, uh, you know, they were in the bottom of the ninth and they needed to, to close out a win. Uh, those were the times when you would, would really hear him when, when it was, uh, important for the fans to, to stop and, and notice that, that, you know, something was going on on the field. Yeah, he was very attuned with the game. You know, I remember, <laughs> I remember at the old stadium, the, the, he used to, the, he he was like he had his bass drum, and there was a couple other guys, a couple other drummers sitting up there. You know, with snare drums and stuff. It was like a band almost. And uh, <laughs> I think they they were just having a good time up there. And but he was, you know, very attuned with the game, very attuned with uh, you know situational situational baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted the the bass drum to sort of mimic the uh, if you remember in the old stadium, the the seats, they would they would uh, fans would like slam the, the empty seats next to them. They would slam them up and down to, to sort of make that that sound uh, to, to 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 mimic that, uh, you know, that beat. And and he sort of wanted to, to continue that is why he sat up in the bleachers with it uh, when he would pound the, the fans would respond by pounding their seat uh uh, backs as well. It was it was almost like a, you know, a communication back and forth. Yeah, those old wooden seats at the at the uh, stadium. 
you know, they they were pretty good uh, noisemakers. And I think, you know, he said when, when I think he went to his first game in 1955, his, his parents took him. And, you know, as he went, you know, to more games, he said he, be, you know, he, he would you know, he would use those seats as, you know, to make noise. So I think maybe maybe that's what happened. You know, they just went from a chair to a bass drum. Yeah, uh, and and then that brings you to August 24th of 1973. Uh, the Indians are taking on the Rangers, and it's a game at the old stadium. And so he shows up with his drum, and and he uh, he, he decides to to bang on it during the game. Uh, and then the 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 team asks him back. The Indians, uh, you know, PR people and and everybody, they they all uh, you know want to have him back to for more games and he didn't he didn't want to commit to anything but he, eventually he he just started coming to every game and and what over over 40 45 46 years he only probably missed uh, a, a handful maybe 40 or so games uh total yeah it's amazing i think uh um uh, the Guardians did a video, just released a video, and uh, it was narrated by uh, Bobby DiBiase. And he said he only missed about 45 games, 40, 45 games over that that, um, that whole stretch, you know, from 73 till what, till 2019, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, just uh, an amazing uh you know, consistency. And I remember, you know, when, when Bavese was going to shut down the uh, the bleachers, Roy Smith was a pitcher for uh, for the Indians, and he's a, he's a scout. He's for the Mets now, and and he said, "Well, what are they going to do with the guy with the drum?" That's how infused he was with this culture of the team. You know, they were play, p- players were worried about what, where the where the drummer was going to go. Yeah, it's uh, when when you're part of you know what the what other players in other cities think of when they come to town and. You know, you're sort of in their head about that. Uh, you're the you're the guy who beats the drum out there. That, that's uh, you're like you said, woven into the fabric of, of baseball here in Cleveland. Uh, April 27th, 2011, uh, Adams banged on his drum at, at his 3000th game. Uh, I don't know how they they added them all up and they audited the whole thing, you know, but uh, <laughs> just like uh, a guy getting his 3000th hit. Uh, the 3,000th game, uh, you know, that's something that's Hall of Fame worthy. I mean, John Adams' drum should be in the Hall of Fame. That's that's uh, for damn sure. Yeah, that's maybe that's the next step, Joe. Uh, you know, he has, uh, you know, his his bench, his drum bench is in the his is in Heritage Park. Uh, you know, the Hall of the uh, Guardians Hall of Fame. I think they they're commissioned like a bronze of. Uh, drum to uh, be you know to be placed on his on his seat at the bleachers at at a progressive field so maybe a trip to cooperstown is is next in line for for the bass drum uh think about all of the uh amazing plays and uh you know players and hall of famers and legends that that you know passed through cleveland and you know he witnessed at games you know he was there may 15th 1981 when Len Barker pitched his perfect game, uh, you know, he was in the, you know, you watch the replay of that every year on uh, on TV and, and you can hear him in the background beating on the drum. Uh, just uh, amazing, uh, you know, longevity. That's the kind of thing, the things you think of when you think of Hall of Famers is, you know, that that longevity and that that streak and that, uh, you know, just being just being there all the time. Uh, he, he, he banged his drum at you know, three all-star games and three world series. 
uh, 11 playoff uh, series, uh, you know, appearances for, for John Adams and his drum. But I think what really sticks out to me is the way that once he attained that certain level of, you know, local celebrity or, you know, even even beyond a little bit of local celebrity, um, he he was always so gracious with his time and and with the fans, especially the young fans. You know, kids love to grab your drumsticks and, and, and bang <laughs> on anything. But, you know, at, at how many, you know, tribe fests or events for the, the team, you know, it's, hey, come meet John Adams and, and, you know, bang on his drum. And he was always willing to to be so gracious with the young fans and the, uh, you know, young and old, but uh, particularly the kids uh, would always get a kick out of, of seeing John Adams at, a, at an event. Yeah, that that's a great point, Joe. I remember, you know, at Tribe Fest, uh, you know, the John Adams would be sitting, you know, standing there, and his his bass drum would be right next to him. All these little kids would be lined up to, you know, take a swing at the drum. And <laughs> sometimes the baton was as big as uh, the drumstick, or the baton that he hit the drum with was as big as the kids. So, you know, it would it was it was cute, and you know, and John was always so patient with that. I think he loved it. You know, he he really loved being associated with the team and and bringing a little joy to people. Yeah, that's uh, you could tell he was proud of of sort of what he had cultivated for so many years and 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 brought along. You know, uh, they in two thousand six they gave him his own bobblehead. So I mean, you know, you've made it when they they make <laughs> they make a bobblehead for you and they give it away to fans and and that's a a cherished item among among some vets. That's as popular as the uh, the Terry Francona on his scooter bobblehead. Uh, you know, you got to think, but. Uh, John Adams and his drum uh, had their own bobblehead. Uh, you know, you, you watch movies like Major League, and he, you know, he inspired some of the characters in Major League with the uh, the, the the guys sitting out in center field with their drums. Uh, it, he was just like you said. You can't think of this franchise and uh, you know any any sort of the fans of this franchise. You can't think of without thinking of John Adams first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, it's just. You know, it's it's like uh, it's just like the white noise of of the uh, you know it's always in the background when you think about Cleveland baseball. You you think about that drum beat. You think about you know just kind of the the backbeat of it, and, and it's just it's always there. And you know, the last couple of years, it just it just hasn't seemed like the same. You know, and I know uh, John. Uh, you know, always said he wanted to get back to the ballpark. He was determined to get back to the ballpark. Um, and, uh, you know, he just, you know, it, you know, he just, he just couldn't make it. His, 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 uh, you know, the set, you know, I think he had a series of, you know, really, you know, physical setbacks that there were just too much to overcome. But, you know, you think when, when you think of progressive field and you think of, you know, Cleveland baseball, yeah, I, I think, you know, you're always going to think of John Adams. I don't think that that that's never go, going to go away. And, you know, so he's always going to be there. Yeah, uh, back in, I remember it was, what, opening day of 2019. And, and they sort of knew that, uh, you know, John wasn't going to be able to continue to be at every game or, or as many games or or as many opening days moving forward. Uh, so they brought in uh, a sort of a celebrity fill-in, and and he was there with John uh, in his his top row seat. And uh, Patrick Kearney from uh, the Black Keys, the drummer from the Black Keys, uh, a local band in Akron, and you know, uh, and, and he he sort of understood the gravity of 
of what he was doing in, in sort of, uh, you know, taking that mantle, uh, taking up that role and, and, and pounding on the drum uh, there uh, on opening day and, uh, you know, sort of doing it the way John did it in the, in the tradition that John Adams did it. Uh, so it was, you know, and, and I, I believe he was back, uh, uh, Patrick Kearney was either uh, last year or this year for opening day as well. In 2021, he was back, Joe. He was yeah. back in 21. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, maybe the, the Guardians do something like, uh, you, you know, when, when uh, Harry Carey passed away and they brought out celebrities to do, you know, be, uh, to do uh, take me out to the ball game at Wrigley Field. You know, maybe you do a celebrity drummer or a guest drummer, or you give that honor to somebody to sort of keep that tradition alive uh, in 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 that uh, that area out in the bleachers. Uh, the other thing that occurs to me, you know, I wonder what the players all thought of, and it'll be interesting to ask some of them. You know, no, nobody on the current Guardians team are—they're all too young right now. You, you pretty much got to ask veteran uh, visiting players, uh, Galica, Miguel Cabrera, or. Yeah. You know, guys who have been around for a while who have heard that drum over and over again. But I wonder what they thought of of just the the sound of it and the and the, and the way that they uh, that that John Adams got the crowd into it when when maybe it was a little bit sleep. Baseball is a game where you can you can sort of fall asleep in the stands if you're if you're not uh, uh, fully engaged. And and I wonder what uh, you know the players themselves thought about the that constant drumbeat whenever there was a a threat for for Cleveland to score. Yeah, I think they loved it. I really do. But I guess we'd have to ask some some of the older guys. You're right. Uh, you know, Corey Kluber, even Sandy Alomar. You know, you know, knows what it what it sounded like and what it felt like. And I think it's 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 kind of cool, Joe, that they still have the audio of you know uh, John Adams drumming. They 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 may uh, you know they use a couple of videos of it last year going down the stretch you know they showed a drum on the scoreboard you know trying to you know you know stir up a rally uh you know when they were when they were headed toward the uh, al central in the postseason so i th- i i bet they, they they're able to work something out where you know where they still keep that you know that that touch of uh, john adams alive you know that audio is still there maybe they'll still be able to use it somehow yeah, I just think back to games at Old Municipal Stadium and, you know, he inspired the, the graphics on the video board, the, those old, you know, old school, you know, now by by current standards, the, the graphics are, are, you know, outdated and old and cheesy. But, you know, just the the image of the, the, the two drumsticks beating on the drum that that would sort of get people going whenever he started up. Uh, uh, it's just it, it's fun to think about and, and, and try to relive some of these memories uh, of him and, and, and just knowing that, you know, there's, there's going to be some, there's going to be a, a next step. We're going to, we're going to see what they're going to do to sort of honor John Adams at, uh, at the opener uh, this year. I'm sure there will be something. And, uh, you know, maybe we find out what the next, uh, you know, tradition is going to be, what, you know, how it's going to happen that the, the guardians are going to come up with, you know, their next super fan, uh, but uh, it'll be really hard to replace a guy like John Adams. Oh, for sure. And, you know, he he was, you know, inducted into the distinguished, the team's distinguished Hall of Fame last year, uh, you know, for non-uniform personnel, you know, and that's about, that's about as high as an honor as you're going to get as a fan or, you know, if, as, 
you know, if, if someone that's not, you know, playing second base for for Cleveland, that that's a big that's a big time honor. And, you know, they they, they did that for John. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll have to see what's in, in store. I, I know one thing he will not be forgotten by this organization. No, that's, uh, a, you know, a, a long time, uh, you know, a, a great sort of distinguished uh, career of being a fan, of, of doing all those things. Uh, and a, you'll you'll never think about uh, baseball in Cleveland without thinking about John Adams. Uh, I, I, I do. I mean, the guys, the guys accomplished so much in, in his time that he, he even had a beer named after him. Uh, you know, the Great Lakes Brewing Company. Uh Produced uh, Rally Drum Red Ale uh, oh, yeah. in honor of John Adams. <laughs> so you know that 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 goes back to 2012. I mean, there's all these things that uh, you know make up the uh, the history of of what what he was able to accomplish in Cleveland. So if you got a beer named after you, you're pretty you're, you're doing pretty good uh, here in Cleveland. So uh, we'll all be raising uh, a glass to John Adams tonight. Uh, as we think about uh, the guy who's pretty much synonymous with baseball in Cleveland and being a fan and, and doing what it takes to to show up every day. Uh, that's what the Guardians are all about. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, sort of uh, going down memory road uh, about John and, uh, you know, the great times that, that he witnessed here in Cleveland on the baseball field and that, that we all sort of shared together. Uh, John, if you're uh, if you're out there listening, uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll keep the rally going, and uh, we'll we'll look forward to the uh, the season opener. That's well put, Joe. Well put, very well put. All right, Hoinsey, we'll uh, we'll wrap up this edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, later on this week. All right, buddy. 